Welcome to another episode of Laying the Foundation. Welcome everybody to another episode of Laying the Foundation. I'm your host, Skylar, and today I am joined with me with Kylie from our Des Moines office. She's one of our amazing interior designers. Kylie, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, Kylie, you're here to talk to me about the benefits of personalizing healthcare spaces with art. We're going to be talking hospitals, doctor's offices, clinics of all shapes and sizes and how we or like kind of what the benefits are of putting those like art pieces in there. Like, how does that affect the space? So I guess just like from a general standpoint, like, can you give me a little bit of an overview on maybe a little bit of the the projects that you've worked on um, as an interior designer, putting the, the artwork in spaces and kind of what key things that we see as benefits to um, adding those art pieces into those spaces? Okay. Yes. I know that's so, a big question. Right there. <laughs> no, I'm just with. breaking it down in my head. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'd say that one of the most important things um, in developing a design concept is coming up with um, a color scheme and that color scheme, you have to like think about how the patient or the user is going to experience that color scheme and that's where artwork comes in so in healthcare specifically i think how we've used artwork is as a distraction method distraction is good in environments that are scary or uncertain Stressful. so yes you're like marrying the concept of a distraction with this design concept that you've worked really hard to build as a storyline for the space that they're in and i think that's kind of like where you get to what artwork goes in a space and why it's there does that yeah. kind of answer it so i can you also asked what projects I've done and I've done only a few projects, but all of them and being healthcare have involved their own form of artwork. So I think that kind of already speaks to, it's just like honestly assumed that there will be some form of something in these spaces that will take the person's mind off of why they're there. So I've done um, kind of a, a rural hospital that it was a lot of just how can we incorporate graphics on your walls that kind of evoke a certain feeling when you're in different spaces. Um, and we can talk more about that later. And then in a whole other project, it was more of a pediatric sense. And so it was like trying to kind of unlock something that would get their, like create, get their imagination going because if their imagination is going, then they're not as scared as about why they're there or wondering what's happening. Yeah. And then on, in other environments, maybe art isn't suitable and all of it comes through color, but I do think that like those certain applications can be considered art in their own way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the the color palette being used and things along those lines, you know, it all kind of contributes to it. And there's a lot of different elements that kind of get considered as sort of part of the the art and aesthetic of any particular space, like not even just like a painting on the wall or something like that, or or a mural or something like that. You know, we see um, in things that we'll probably talk about more, but even just like the choice of materials that are being used, or even a particular texture that's being 
being used and how that kind of affects the space from an artistic standpoint as well. So definitely a lot. And I'm glad. Thank you. Thank you for like breaking it down. So now we've got like kind of some different areas that we can kind of go through based on that. So we started off, you mentioned the sort of that healing effect that we can have based on um, sort of the sense of like distraction or even comfort. How do we I mean, how do we create those? What what are like examples of artistic choices that we'll take on a space that can create those sorts of environments? So I think, first of all, we have research that helps us with this. So we don't shoot in the dark. And right. that's really helpful. And I think that there's a lot of merit to basing these decisions on biophilic design, which is the um, inclusion of natural elements in the built environment um, for the purpose of kind of tapping into that human like innate connection to things that are natural or that occur in nature um and that is definitely a driver when it comes to art it's not the only one but that is often a place we start um is with if you can pull something natural into that environment it's relatable to a lot of people most people um and it can be very simple it can also be contextual or contextual is that how i want to say that word yeah it can be relevant to the geography of the project i think that can go a lot of different ways so that's kind of how we start building environments like that does that answer your question yeah, absolutely. So talk to me, you mentioned like kind of using um, the environment or I guess you could almost say like how community is such a big part of, especially with rural health care facilities, you know, they really are focused on that sort of how important their their community is. And it's a little bit more outside of some big cities where that might not be as close of a relationship. So you mentioned the idea of taking some of the natural elements and and adding that into the hospital. And I remember you and I had talked um, a little bit before about this, and you had mentioned that you had a really good example of the usage of kind of taking an, a particular natural element that was used in a hospital project that we worked on. Yeah. So the example you're referencing is um, in the rural hospital, they um, expressed during the design meetings that they wanted to make sure their space was very reflective of the community that they're in. So when a person drives into this town, they experience this beautiful like limestone, like stacked um, feature that's on either side of the main road. And it's very distinctive. You are in this town. This is our stone. And so they mentioned whether or not we use that exact stone, we want to use colors or imagery or um, material that is reminiscent of that stone so that it's right. very contextual and um, relevant to where they're at. And I think as a patient experiencing that, when they walk into a situation that's unknown and find themselves looking at something familiar, something that they can easily identify, that can instantly lower nerves and it can help them feel like they have some control over where they are. Yeah, absolutely. It's familiarity. It's it's going to be calming. It's going to be um, kind of taking them out of, like you had said before, that that sort of fear and that space of kind of stress. You know, you're, you're in this place for a, a health reason. And oftentimes those are quite scary for sure. So definitely being yes. able to kind of distract them and give them something familiar, um, something that's relatable to their community is something that 
um, is so key, so key for that healing process and that reassurance process for sure. So, yeah. and then, I mean, those kind of replicate that concept of, of using a very like literal, straightforward, like natural element, like these, these sort of stones that look just like what you guys have here in town. What about some more, um, like a project where it's not so straightforward, maybe it's more like representative, um, of a natural resource without it actually being like the natural resource. Have we ever done, you know, something along those lines? And maybe this goes kind of more into that, like artwork in a more traditional sense that we think about it. Yeah. I think that's probably a good point is that artwork has evolved a lot. Um, to be either, I mean, there's a couple categories you can have, like literal art, where it's like you can ta- you can see that this is the inside of a flower. You can identify it, and sometimes those are nice because, again, uncertainty. It's nice to be able to identify something, right? Mm-hmm. But then also there are situations where you're trying to distract and you're trying to compel, and so that is more of an abstract situation. So maybe it is reminiscent of a flower but it's not truly you can't see the petals you know you have to make out these shapes for yourself or the colors fit but the image is blur something like that where it's kind of abstract um and then other times it's less i think in a in a children's application this is where it gets fun because it's less i think practical and more just like how can we give them a little bit of joy or remind them of something that's like innocent and carefree and light and so my example of that i feel like we have this in common because you potentially worked on this project and then i oh yeah yeah ended up doing the <laughs> graphics for it right kind of a leading but question a, i suppose <laughs> yeah right this is a um a pediatric emergency department so kind of scary situation right? right is a kid going into the emergency department and so there's two aspects to this project there's a, a wayfinding queue um we made these like kind of large animal cartoon-esque graphics that have their own color assigned to them and they're like one wall of the exam room um like at by the floor there'll be like a purple bunny like running through grass and so when the nurse is trying to tell the kid where they're gonna go to have their exam she's gonna say okay you're gonna go to the room with the purple bunny like come help me find it and Mm -hmm. then that kid not only identifies that room as being their place but they also um in the middle of things being scary can look over and be like well that's silly because there's a purple bunny right there you know right that's a really cool part of that project and then the other element that kind of ties in with it that I would also consider artwork is we're we're literally calling this a distraction element, but it is a custom built um, element that while kids are sitting in the waiting room, they can do this thing. So whether it's we haven't decided yet if it's digital and they can go up and touch the screen or it says their name or they get to customize a little animal or something or I mean something physical where they're like sliding objects along a track or doing something like that. I think those types of art installations are also super key those that are um, interactive are super cool and great for kids oh absolutely absolutely and i think there's you know definitely a lot to be said about each space being different and having different needs you know it's not always we're trying to create a calming effect and using art to do that it's not always we're creating this distraction to do you know an artwork that that creates that effect it's what is this space going to be used for? Like you said, this is going to be a space for kids in a waiting room, right? Kids, uh, 
again, they might be scared and stuff like that. So we want to distract them. We want to give them an interactive element because they don't have that kind of like attention span like adults do where they can just sit there and, you know, maybe stare at a piece of art that's on the wall that distracts them. They need something to do with their hands. And so there's, yeah, there's definitely a lot to be said about like each space is going to be different. Um, and we can use similar elements uh, within the artwork to like elude different emotions. And there's a lot to go into that, right? Like colors and how those kind of uh, inspire different emotions. But then there's also like, what's the actual purpose or use or how will it be used by the people that are going to be going into those spaces? And I'm sure, yeah, there's there's a lot to it for sure. You know, it's, <laughs> yes. it's not all face value. Um, and we do our best to try to like kind of describe how it is that we we go about working within it. But it's definitely, I don't know, maybe maybe a, a short podcast episode isn't enough to cover everything <laughs> by any means, but probably not. <laughs> but I digress. So, okay, so let's talk. Um, man, there's like so many different areas I want to go in. Let's go with color <laughs> since we brought that up. Okay. Like, how do we make yeah. use of colors? How are colors used in healthcare spaces? to to create a lot of these effects that we've been talking about with the artwork. So there's multiple things that color can do. First of all, there's research-driven emotions that colors can evoke, right? Like colors, they have been tested to kind of produce a certain emotion in a person. Yeah. And then they can also serve as like a cue, a wayfinding cue. A lot of times healthcare uses that. I mean, you might have seen like there's a blue line in the floor. Follow the blue line and it'll take you to the nurse station. That type right. of thing. The and then there's road. also <laughs> or, or the yellow road, yes. And then there's also the just the overarching when we build a design concept, it's centered around a palette of colors that we with the client have determined is going to support the activity that's going to happen in their space. So if this is a an infusion space where people are going to be sitting for a long period of time and they're gonna they're probably going to be physically drained and they need some type of distraction, we're probably gonna use something like the color yellow to energize them. Or if we want to have the opposite effect and we want to really play into that like calm, like chill effect, we might use blue and green. Blue is calming and green is na is natural. Um, and so that's the type of way we can use color. And then in building that concept, we're trying to marry their brand identity with what's going on in their building. And so oftentimes you'll see hospitals um, pull their brand into their into their interior environment if the color is supportive of the activity that they're trying to do in there if they have red as their color we're not likely to paint a wall red as that is like right. super high energy and not conducive to a calm environment yeah. but potentially um, aggressive even potentially, angry sometimes like yes, that's the last thing yes. we want to push i don't think you want someone sitting and staring at a red wall for a really mm. long time no right? <laughs> yes so that speaks to the speaks volumes for the power of color i think so yeah Attention architecture professionals, are you looking for an employment opportunity that will provide you with a wonderful work culture and a competitive pay rate? Look no further than CMBA Architects. Our firm offers flexible scheduling, a casual dress code, and a great work environment that will help you collaborate and create. Plus, who doesn't love having Fridays off? To learn more about our available positions, visit the careers page at cmbaarchitects.com and apply to join the CMBA team. 
I do. So one of the things that I really love that that you mentioned twice now was like the whole wayfinding concept, because I mean, I'm almost in my 30s and I go to a hospital and I still get lost every single time, even if it's the one that I, I mean, I guess I don't frequent hospitals. Maybe that's the, the major part of it as you know, part of the marketing department. I'm not usually the one that goes out to a lot of these spaces for the uh, the architectural side of things. But even the few times that I do go in the span of a year, I get lost every single time. I can't find oh, my way, yeah. you know, and so like having a a sort of continual and, and sort of branded style to your signage to your wayfinding um and and adding those kind of like fun more um easily accessible elements to it mm -hmm. are so key to like me just being able to find which room I'm supposed to go to or who the heck yeah. I'm supposed to talk to or any of that aspects and so I think that's like really 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 important as well like a whole other side of it outside of kind of that um emotional inspiration that we we're trying to create it's like what about just like general usability let's put art in yeah. here that people can use to get yes. from point A to point B so I think that's mm -hmm. really cool I think that's really cool and i like that a lot i know i know we've talked about it before i think angela and i talked about it uh in a previous healthcare podcast episode that we had had so if you're listening go check that out um but yeah just wayfinding and like some of the key elements to that and you know how we make it simple which is such a key thing for so. sure and then um we've talked about some of like this concept of big art and i know that's kind of a, a trend that's been going on and there's definitely some studies backing up the benefits of using like big pieces of art rather than you know maybe slapping a painting into a waiting room or something like that like have what what exactly is big art what does that mean um what does mm -hmm. that look like and how what are these statistics that we have that suggest that it's it's beneficial yeah so big art is a trend of um, scaling these pieces of art to fit maybe larger than a typical piece of art, right? But oftentimes an entire wall, floor to ceiling. Um, and so it has that kind of effect of like scale as you're looking at it. Um, it might, you might be like super zoomed in on something in nature or it's a whole city street or something like that. Um, right. That would be an example of big art, right? And there's research that shows that larger art that covers... I think it's like 60% of the visible wall space. It actually makes the exam room or the, the environment it's in more pleasant to the user. So they have shown to think higher of their provider. Their perceived wait time is reduced. Um, their overall experience in that environment is more positive. So I think there's there could be more research on this, right? It's a trend, so it's kind of under-researched. Under but I think one of the reasons that happens to people is, I think, the, first of all, the distraction, right? Like right. you're overwhelmed, your senses are overwhelmed by the size of this image and what it's trying to tell you. The amount of time you're going to spend thinking about that image is going to be greater based on the size. There's more to look at. And then I also think there's this feeling of like thoughtfully planned spaces. So I think a picture on a wall is very expected. It can do wonders for the person sitting there when an entire wall is addressed with um, a piece of artwork. I think it kind of gives the feeling of like a really cared for interior environment, like a really, someone has thought all the way through this entire length of this wall, it is cohesive, and it all has an image for me to look at. It's like, I am in a place that values their interior space, which is, of course, what we're always trying to do. I just think yeah. that in a healthcare environment, that artwork can really, like, portray that message in a more literal sense. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So basically, like, there's all the stuff that we've talked about up until now about the evoking of motion and the creating of distraction and all that stuff. But then there's also this kind of with this big pieces of art, there's almost a level of quality that it kind of inspires. And that's like mm-hmm. encouraging for wherever it is you're at. You know, obviously, you want to know that whoever it is that you're going to see for whatever medical treatment or procedure or whatever it is that you're going to have is is good. And it's going to actually help or it's going to be beneficial yeah. to you. And so seeing, yeah, these big pieces of art and thinking man like this place this place is quality this is a good place i'm in the right place is yes is reassurance which is another emotion that we can kind of throw in there as well sort of this uh sigh of relief that okay i'm gonna be okay exactly exactly and i think that's awesome that's awesome so when we talk about a lot of what we've talked about so far has gone into the idea of the spaces that the patients are going to see, whether that be waiting rooms or um, your actual like clinical care rooms, uh, whatever those might be. What about rooms that the employees are using? Because obviously, you know, things like staff retention and positive employee culture and things like that are all like such a big topic right now. How are we putting artwork or how are we designing those spaces for the staff that they're going to see the kind of behind the scenes side of things at a healthcare facility to ensure that they're also getting some of that maybe emotional evocation that we want from them? That's probably going to differ a bit from what we want the uh, clients to experience. Yeah. And I think there's a couple different um, like ways that this can go. And it's all dependent on the employer or the person, the stakeholder that's kind of driving those design decisions. And I think we've seen it before where they want to make sure that a staff break room, for example, is a place where a staff member can go to be like re-energized. And so in that environment, you know, artwork or some type of interior element that's going to like give them a little energy boost or it's going to encourage um just kind of like resetting and getting ready to go back into the actual like provider environment i think that is um something that we've done in those break room areas but another trend in healthcare are these like provider respite areas where they can kind of like draw away and be alone and in that scenario i think that is where we would play into a calming artwork or something that they can like land their eyes on. This is very steady. This is something I am familiar with. And now I'm like, I'm feeling my heart rate come down and I am clearing my mind and I'm resetting and I can go back into whatever situation may have overstimulated me in the first place. So it's like these different levels of stimulation, you know, like feeling burnout in the sense that, you know, my tasks are mundane and and repetitive. I'm going to go to the break room, I'm going to get energized, and then I'm going to go back out with this renewed sense. And then there's, wow, that was a really hard piece of news I just had to deliver, or that's a really difficult patient to work with. I'm going to withdraw to this space, calm down, um, you know, just like reset in a different way, and then I'll be able to go back out. So I think those are a couple examples of how we care for staff in their spaces. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's so important that they find or get that recentering before they, you know, move on to the next patient. Cause I know we, there's a lot of criticism about, you know, the healthcare process and sort of this like more patients versus, 
you know, higher quality of fewer patients kind of a thing. And so the last thing that you want is a doctor that's just kind of like rushing from one to the next to the next patient without having that moment to kind of like gather their thoughts to, like you said, recenter themselves from an emotional perspective before moving on to the next patient and trying to help them with their issues for sure. Mm -hmm. So um, what about any, cause you mentioned like this trend of the respite um, situation. What have, what are there any other trends that are kind of been popping out for healthcare designs? Anything else outside of we had mentioned the big art, and then you mentioned that piece that are kind of key, or or that you're seeing kind of maybe some uh, some statistics starting to come out of like, hey, we're noticing that this is actually a really good way to go. I think um, something I saw recently was there forecasting for 2024 that brown um, and really warm tones are coming back in, which I think we've already started to see in healthcare environments is like bringing a wood tone and carrying it throughout the space so that wherever patients are experiencing um, care, they're also experiencing the warmth of wood, um, which is kind of a natural element pulling on that biophilic design. Um, And then I think along with that, like this feeling of, what did they say it was? It was like, it's gratitude. So it's like less, less structure and more, more like a dynamic interior where it's like not as symmetrical. Things are a little more, I don't know, a calming environment does not use as much symmetry, asymmetry kind of, oh, it's more, it makes it more casual. So it's a more casual um, interior, which I think is interesting because a lot of times we use hospitality design to inspire our healthcare design because hospitality is where people feel comfortable, they feel cared for. And so we use those elements in healthcare design. And um, to kind of draw on like the casual side of that, I think will be really good for healthcare. um, Because I think that while doing something more formal might make the patient feel like they're, you know, in good hands, I think at the same time, like downplaying that it's a stressful information or stressful environment would also be good for the patient experience. So those are some trends that I think are forecasted for 2024. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. So lots of, uh, yeah, like you said, kind of these earthier sort of tones, some sort of like wood feel to kind of, I would almost imagine like kind of almost a, like you said, casual, like homey or, or yes, all that kind of those, those words, those buzzwords there. And then just kind of that, that casual kind of concept kind of goes back to that idea of that familiarity um, yes. that we had talked about before that creates sort of this uh, reassurance, you could say. So is there is there anything else that I haven't touched on yet? Like I said, I mean, there's like an unending amount of, of angles that we could look at this at. <laughs> and I know true. I've I've talked to several different architects and designers of all kinds about healthcare, and I feel like it'll just never end. We'll, we'll be making podcasts about healthcare design until the end of the world. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's very complex. Yes. Um, I have one thing that I would put out there. I found a lot of info on um, that are from the national organization for arts and health. And um, that organization kind of represents several areas of arts in health, which means like they do therapy with people who are recovering or they do um, like activities in the community that are arts based. And then they also encourage, you know, art and healthcare. And they actually speak to the interior designer group as like one of the people who can help this come about. So I found that to be really interesting and I found it to be the source of a lot of research. So if anyone is like curious about 
art and healthcare, I think they would, the National Organization for Arts and Health would be a really good place to start. And then there needs to be a ton more research. This is a very under-researched area, but I think that talking about it helps and that people, I, I feel like they'll start to appreciate what it's doing for patients in the healthcare environment. And then that'll encourage more research. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just did an episode with uh, Lee. He's one of our principal architects talking about, yeah, just kind of that psychology of design and how like the space can like affect in so many ways. And that's a lot about what we've been talking about here with healthcare spaces. Like it literally is part of the healing process, the places that you're in and how, you know, it's going to affect your treatment. It's going to affect employees that are working at those spaces. Like it's such a big thing. So yeah, the more research that we can get into doing this and then apply that to future designs it's going to be such a big help to society as a whole i mean from every aspect even outside of healthcare because we also do you know like k-12 and higher education all of this factors into the experiences that we have within that so it's just so key yes well said yeah (laughs) thank you um so awesome well that's that's everything that i've got today, Kylie, I really appreciate you sitting down with me and chatting about, you know, healthcare and artwork and interior design within all that. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you again. And of course, thank you listeners for checking out another episode of Laying the Foundation. My name is Skylar. Um, This has been another episode in our healthcare sectors talking about uh, artwork within those healthcare spaces. And if you're interested in finding out a little bit more about CMBA, you can do so by checking out our website, cmbaarchitects.com. Just anyway.